Hi. Hello. I'm tired. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. <laughs> In medicine. Okay. Um, so today uh, we did upload late. Very late. And it's actually late right now. But um, we have been traveling and things and trying to expand our horizons. So, you know, just wanted to get a full, well-rounded look on life. And so in doing that, that's the best way we can help y'all. You know what I mean? If we're, if we're nurtured holistically, <laughs> you know, this is the madness that I'd be talking in public, y'all. So don't listen to me. But, um, yeah, so long story short, we traveled. So that's why we're late. And We had a go. great time. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. We were, we were fully, I'm not rested, but spiritually I'm rested, you know? Yeah, very relaxing. <laughs> yes. Emotionally, you know, fulfilled. I'm just tired all the time, so <laughs> that's just how it goes. But um, enough of our madness. We're going to jump into the things. So let's start with our elders' elevation. Oof. Okay, so today's quote is by Marva Collins, and it is, trust yourself Think for yourself, act for yourself, speak for yourself, be yourself, imitation is suicide. So this quote really ties in with our theme today, and we're going to be talking about the application process. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> <laughs> this we is our, our free soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> so this quote really like fits in with everything just because like during the application process or like while you're filling out your application, I know I did this like... I thought I had to have certain boxes checked, like people I shadowed, places I um, did research at, like who I was my mentor. Like I just thought I had to have all these boxes checked on my application, but the application is really for the schools to know who you are and to know what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. um, so you really have to trust yourself and like know that the abilities that you're going to bring to the school are meaningful. So Absolutely. And that's really like the biggest thing is like, you want to look at yourself and we'll have a future episode where we talk about comparing ourselves to others, but it's really important not to like be bogged down with the, like the comparisons because yes. that can really like discourage you when you're talking about your experiences and that yeah. can really affect the way you word things and the way you sell yourself basically. So exactly. And you have to remember like they're looking at thousands of applications like if they pull up you know, Kia's <laughs> application like we we can't like if we're the same person like, right how would they even differentiate like who to give an interview exactly so yeah so that's cute. Um, so we did our elders elevation, guys. We got a Mahoney message. Oh my goodness! Our day, our week was made. Okay, we got the most beautiful Mahoney message, where, and it was where, so. We were together when you saw it, girl. We was we was in the club. <laughs> you want the truth? We was in the club. We was in the bathroom. I got the notification. And I literally almost started crying, guys. And I was like, we got a funny message. And Flo's like, oh, my God. And we're jumping up and down, completely sober at this point. And uh, <laughs> full disclosure. And, um, yeah, we're, we're literally screaming like we cannot believe. So all this to say, this is how desperate we are for emails. But um, <laughs> we got the most beautiful Mahoney message from a young lady. Um, and she was just basically expressing her appreciation for our podcast and just really warmed our whole week. Like literally it was, it was amazing. So I read it like over the next day, you know, just to make sure I wasn't almost like intoxicated. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it was just perfect. So shout out to you. Um, I don't know that she wanted us to really say her name or anything. Yeah. She didn't necessarily have a question. Um, 
But I did have a question from a friend of mine in our postback program. And so I will pull that up. Um, until then, do you want to do you want to talk about um, an interview question? Oh, okay. So I guess an interview question would, oh, I guess this kind of ties in with the application process. I guess like, I guess an experience that you've done that um, you can bring to the school. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or like, um, I know one big question that I got is what diversity would you, would you offer? Bring, yeah. yeah. And I do you, do you feel like they most of the time they ask that question to to the minorities absolutely yeah Yeah. oh yeah no and really no because like I got it on secondaries just the same but I feel like I had more of an opportunity as a minority when they asked me what kind of diversity because I was like oh black woman yeah like but also I have to realize I'm not the only black woman that's applying to that exactly so it it kind of made it difficult because like how do you set yourself apart right and like for you know non-minority students applying to medicine it might be harder for them because, mm-hmm. like, they might not have what they consider diversity. But I think it's important, especially as we talk about experiences, to realize that your um, y- what you consider diverse doesn't have to be, you know, an ethnic thing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's a great point because I feel like for my diversity questions, I definitely came at it from every angle possible. And let the schools know I'm very diverse because I started because I wasn't born in this country, so I said that I talked about how I wasn't born here and then like my family like moved states to state so I just talked about how like um I've lived in different areas and surroundings so I'm diverse in that way just because I know how different um communities function so I talked about that I talked about being African-American or I guess African um and then I talked African about, in America yeah exactly because <laughs> um I think because I grew up most of my life like in the south and then I did college in like the midwest so like just those different experiences Mm -hmm. like that's diverse too that's really good so and then you can even talk about like just economic upbringing um you could talk about experiences that you've had in different like you said different cultures like Mm -hmm. southern culture uh ganyan culture midwestern culture if we have one things like that that look and you be (laughs) scraping the bottom okay when you try to talk that's the fork hitting the plate and some schools um actually what's it called when they like blind out like your age like your race it's called something but schools do that it's like a true yeah something, like a true so, interview or something statements like that that's when you could really pub that like you're a minority yeah um so. and that's kind of complicated because it's kind of like you don't want to just come out and be like, hi, black woman, just <laughs> tuning in. Um, but you do want to kind of at least put that in your statement. Like, yeah. say, as a minority pursuing medicine, as a African-American, as a Latina, as a, you know, insert, Native American. Yes, yeah, yeah. Native American woman, man, whatever the case may be. And don't feel like you're saying it just to sell yourself. Yeah. That is a part of your story. That's a part of who you are. Mention it. And don't be ashamed of it. Do not own that. Because worst case scenario, they'll be like, oh, they just said that because they want us to know they're minority. Yeah. And then you don't want to go to that school anyway. That's true. <laughs> be proud of it. Exactly. So I was, um, so the question that my friend had was, how do you pay for med school other than loans? Right. So um, we mentioned, you know, like uh, budgeting and things like that. And so she was basically just like, because she's in the application cycle, you know, she's in this year's application cycle. So she's wondering how you pay for like applications and stuff? No, how you pay for medical school. 
Besides loans. Besides loans. So, (laughs) and so with me, I've been actually looking into this. She said she was looking into like military scholarships and National Health Corps. And so she looked at different options. Um, But I would say um, I've been looking more into like after medical school, you know, what kind of jobs will offer payment. There's a lot of places that have rural payment plans and things like that or loan forgiveness plans. So if you work in a certain area for a certain amount of years, then they'll definitely give you that. Lots of specialties like that. If you want to go into primary medicine, most of them are primary medicine. But if not, there's plenty of others, you know, where they will pay for your loans um, if you work in a certain area. And I know even here in Kansas City, we have that opportunity and you just have to work in a certain underserved area. Not necessarily like, you know, the middle of the country, but just an underserved portion of the city. So um, and I think that's just a way to make sure that the doctors that you're that you're creating um, stay within the community. And so they, they know what they're doing. Exactly. And those scholarships are great. Just remember, though, if you do those scholarships, there is, like, repayment at the end. So Absolutely. don't just apply to the scholarships um, and you decide you don't want to do primary care at the end. Because at the end, if you don't, the interest rates are way higher. And you have to pay yeah. it back immediately. They're They're definitely going to come for you. So... Um, but yeah, so that's basically how I would go about that. But at the end of the day, like, it's easier for us to say, you know, don't worry about the money because we haven't cashed in I our checks yet. <laughs> over my bank account, <laughs> over my loans. We haven't, uh, you know, signed off on those loans yet. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, don't let money guide your, your passion. Yeah. Do and it. I've, I've had lots of mentors tell me like, yeah, this this is delayed gratifications, like what we talked about in previous episodes. Um, just so, like, I feel like the people who really can't pay off their loans are the people who like get out of med school and like start spending. Like, they just got out of med school, right? You know, like if you live reasonable, and you it's should be able it's to- also hard because you see your friends, you know, doing these things that you couldn't do in medical school, and now you have the title where you feel like you should be able to do all these bougie things, and it's like, yes, that's true, but them loans like in that interest you got a nice stack and it's gonna keep going so (laughs) so yeah it's um yeah you you just really got to prioritize at that point which is easier said than done so but shout out to Aisha thank you for listening girl we appreciate you and you are the literal sweetest person I've ever met (laughs) she's no literally she's just an angel she just is she's so sweet but um let's hop into some stepping stones okay let's bloop bloop hop into the step i'm sorry y'all i'm a mess she's a little extra (laughs) okay so our first stepping stone what is our first stepping stone um our first stepping stone (laughs) i know it's about applications i want to say it is connect contacting your letter recommendation writers yep that's exactly what it is we are on it So, um, we wanted to talk about this first because these are the people who will hold your application up forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay. So you will be waiting, um, minimum three months for a letter from these people, no matter who you ask. Yeah. And even if you know, they will have it to you, you know, on time, just assume it's going to take them three months. And what you want is a quality letter of recommendation. So we talked about letters of recommendations, you know, in previous episodes, but this is like when it matters because you're about to ask them for the letter that, so basically schools are going to look at what they say about you and they're going to use that 
to form this picture of you. So they don't know you. They know nothing about you. The most that they can get is the opinion of the people who know you. So you want to ask people that you know, that you've worked with, that you set a good example in front of. You were your best self in front of these people. Yes, exactly. So if they saw you, you know, go off on a young lady because she took your (laughs) parking spot, it might be justified. It probably is. But I wouldn't think of asking them first, you know? So really just put that into perspective. And then, like I said, assume it's going to take them three months. How long did your people get to it? I don't even remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found myself sending courtesy emails <laughs> on a cute, hey, it's me, <laughs> still Just applying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're waiting. Um, and so I was fortunate in that, you know, most schools will take your um, application and review it before your letters are in. However, I had a committee letter that I was getting. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so I was crunched for time. I was in a weird place where I didn't know if I was going to be able to attend my postback program. And so I, I was really desperate, you know, to get my committee letter to make sure that, you know, the experience that I had in the postback program wasn't tarnished by my inability to complete it. So, yeah. Yeah. And going back to letters, I think it's very important, like Kia said, like they're painting a picture of who you are through these letter writers. So make sure you get diverse letters. Like don't just mm-hmm. get them all from your teachers. Like do like I did my someone I volunteered with. I did it my manager at one of my jobs. I did like two of my teachers. Like just have di- diverse letters because if the different people from different settings are saying similar things about you Mm -hmm. then it helps paint the story better yeah like if you have all teachers they're all gonna say yeah she was very good in my class she showed up to class she asked questions she was this set and they're and they'll only know you in a student capacity you know what i mean versus if you have like you said a more diverse um range of people they can talk about you know your work ethic they can talk about you as a person as as a as you're funny you're charismatic your problem solving abilities you know things like that and in college you really don't get that much contact with teachers if you don't make an effort that's very Um, true so that being said make an effort early (laughs) oh god make an effort and i remember like trying to ask I definitely got turned down for a letter by um, my biochem teacher and I knew I didn't know the man well uh don't say the name so I had the two guys did you have the two guys I had you the two women no I had a guy the tall one Mm -hmm. he He had a French accent Oh, am I mixing up class? Because, girl, you know they'd be mixing them. Oh, they'd be tossing all over the classes. I swear it's like four teachers in the biology department at our no, school. I... They teach all the classes. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, didn't you just teach my last class? <laughs> Not here you are. He taught me cell, too. No, probably. Okay, he was okay. aggressive. And so I asked him. I picked. I packed up all of my nerve, and I asked him <laughs> to write me a letter. And he said, he looked at me and was just like, in a polite way, in a professional way, he said, you know, I don't know you. <laughs> so it's a no. It, it's, it's just a no. That is what it is. And I think he said something like, I don't know that I could honestly say that I know you well enough to portray. You know, so yeah. he was real classy about it. But my pride was hurt. Um, and I walked away. And I was like, okay. 
you know, that's, uh, let's pick it up again. Let's just keep going. So, um, don't be me when it comes to, (laughs) and that was, uh, I think that was when I was applying to my post-bac program. So it wasn't for medical school specifically, but, um, when it comes to medical school, make sure you have professors, at least three solid, you know, resources that you could go to. I think the max is six. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know that we've mentioned it, but applications open May 1st. Yeah, May 1st. May 1st. Mm -hmm. So um, expect some annoying announcements from us because we want y'all to be ready. Um, And we'll just just really boost it up for May 1st because we want y'all to do great. Yeah. So. And things like letter writers, like you can start that now. Right. You know, so like if you can get that on top of that now and you guys know once May 1st comes, it's finals, like you're getting ready to graduation, graduation, you're mm-hmm. getting ready to move from your apartment, like mm-hmm. all this stuff's going to be going around around May 1st. So if you do this stuff now, by mid-May, when you're actually starting your application, you're not stressed. And you know, teachers go on vacation. Like if you're asking, oh my gosh, May, teachers go on vacation yeah. when it's like the most inconvenient for students. Definitely. Like it'd be like the middle of something you need and they'd be like, sorry, girl, I was in Hawaii catching that sun. <laughs> and you're like, ma'am, I'm not going to go to college. I need your help yeah so do it now when you can actually go to the office talk to them like Mm -hmm. you know and set a reminder in your phone this is the time to be organized guys so set a reminder in your phone 30 days from when you ask them follow up do a cute little hey just giving you a heads up i got Mm -hmm. two months these are the things that i've done up until now and when you you had an amazing recommendation packet didn't you yeah yeah tell them what you put in there girl she put some snacks (laughs) a juice box you know, I was trying to boost up that letter a little bit. So. No, so if you guys are type A like me, um, <laughs> I don't trust people, especially when it comes to your future. Career. Yeah, my future. So I made, went to, took myself to, what is Office, office Max. Office Max. <laughs> bought one of those little man- manila envelopes. I bought four of them, you know. <laughs> I bought nice paper, you know, you got to, yeah. Class so, it up. I made like a packet for my interviewers and I put my resume in there, my personal statement. Um, what else? Oh, I put guidelines on the AMC website in mm-hmm. there for recommend recommenders. Yeah. Um, and they have that. You can print it up. It's yeah. basically because not many people have written letters, depending on who you ask. You know, it's a certain thing that medical schools Girl, are looking I just for. Don't trust people. Exactly. And you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to their website, they have all the things that people look for in a medical school recommendation and and some teachers you know if they've written a a research recommendation paper for you they might just use the same thing so you want to let them know it's a different style it's a different format they don't want to know yeah they don't want to know why i'm good enough to sit at a bench like they want to know why i can be a doctor (laughs) exactly and the reason i made my packet is just because um one of the people i asked was this like old sweetest old man ever that i volunteered (laughs) with at the the hospital um and i asked him to write me a letter and he's like i've never written a letter before like I don't want to write a bad one, but I'd love to do it for you, but I don't know how. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give you this. So right. then I'm trying to think what else I had. Oh, I had an example. I went online, found an example of a good letter. I put that in there. <laughs> example of a good letter. Um, what else? Flo said, think, don't come with the games because I don't want it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I think I mentioned earlier, too, um, I also did Interfolio. And it's basically like a website that um, lets you send your letter writers the letter to that app like the portal you have to pay mm-hmm. for it 
but um, once they send all the letters there, then you can just send them directly to AMCAS. And to me, that was just a lot easier because one, I didn't trust them sending it to AMCAS yeah. themselves because um, that made me nervous. Right. And you can just, I waited for all my letters. So I think you have to pay to actually send it from Interfolio to AMCAS too. Mm -hmm. So then I just sent them all right away and it gets there like the next day instead of having to wait forever. That's what's up. Yeah. That was nice. I had a, I had the committee letter. So, I mean, that was kind of good because it was like, that I knew that they just had to send it to, you know, my committee yes. people. And they've done it before lots of times. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and like yeah. the committee put it all together and, you know, they sent it. But it was just people getting their letters to the committee that took oh. so long. So, but um, the thing is, the more important people that you ask, the more busy they are. That's so, true. you know, I was I was proud of myself for getting like deans of somebody's school okay. and, you know, a certain yeah. surgeon. Right. But these are also people who are very busy uh, because they have that clout. So and yes. you got to realize your little letter, um, excuse my language, your petty ass letter <laughs> is not the top priority of their day. So you got to remember, like early ask, ask early, 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 because worst case scenario, you can kind of put that pressure on them at an early point. And you don't have to be in a comp like complicated position yeah, where you're like rushing somebody to do something for you. You know what I mean? That's so very true. yeah, it's a, it's a stressful experience. Yeah. And one thing about the deadline that we talked about, don't like, if you're, if you're trying to turn your application in, say like July or whatever, because when they, people start reviewing applications in July, right? Um, I think, yeah. No, they send, start sending secondaries in July, right? Isn't that like July 1st? No, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think people get their applications reviewed until July. A certain date in yeah, July. Yeah, so some date in July. Mm -hmm. We'll have that for you guys later. Um, when it gets closer. Because <laughs> I know I was like, I'm good. It's not July. Right? So I don't wait till that day to tell your recommenders to send the letter. Like, if you want it in oh, July, yeah. do it earlier. Like, oh, yes. So tell them, like, June 1st. So Absolutely. If it's not there by June 1st, you can be like, yo, I told you June 1st. We agreed. Mm -hmm, like, what's mm -hmm. going on? Do Definitely. Do someone else? So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we didn't really talk about the application cycle, like, timeline. So I think this is a good time to kind of yeah. do that for you guys. So um, we'll tell you overview of the application. You have um, up to six letters of recommendation. You have your transcripts. So you want to get transcripts from every school that you've ever attended, even including AP classes in high school. Don't play. Just give it to them. Mm -hmm. It costs. It costs a lot. Just do it. I went to four schools. I don't know who I was. Dang. Girl, I went to... You got to pay for all those. One, one of my, all of them. My post-bac school is actually free. That's nice because yeah. mine was not. Oh. <laughs> I did the post-bac. I had two, an undergrad, two undergrad schools, and then I did AP classes yeah. in high and school. And people don't realize, like, if you don't have those transcripts in, your application is not going to be verified. Cause oh, no. Literally, people, um, after you send in your transcripts, they literally go, you have to, there's a section on the MCAT. We'll talk about it when we get to sections, but you literally manually enter every single on one of your oh, on that grades. on the application yeah <laughs> oh yeah the application. <laughs> I was like on the that would be stressful um <laughs> and so like people literally have to sit and verify that you put in all the right dates and so, they use your yeah. transcript and with that what she just said that is a part of the application you have to type the class you have to type the class number you have to put in the letter grade you got and I think the grade point like average or something the like scale. that yeah something. something it's 
like it's oh no the credits that's how many credits how many credits it is it is tremendously painful it took me i did two days i literally went to starbucks during the summer took my dog and we sat outside in the sun for like hours just (laughs) to do that just doing that like it was it was so oh anyway so that's that you have 15 experiences which we'll talk about later today Mm -hmm. um and then what else 15 experience oh your personal personal statement yeah Yeah. Yeah. your personal (laughs) statement um and then there's like a biographical mm-hmm. area area that you enter yeah. in like your demographics and all that stuff. everything your disadvantage statement is also in that yeah. section so we'll cover all of these pieces but this totals to a glorious 15 pages or something like that it's ridiculous <laughs> it's a real tree y'all we are we are definitely putting our whole life on like a nice fern or something whatever so um that is the application in overview I just thought of this. I don't want to forget it. So for those of you applying to DO schools, oh. um, you actually, it's part of the DO application. I guess we'll be doing an episode on that. A Comus? Yeah. Um, I didn't apply to DO, but we can. Most definitely, yeah. Maybe we could. We could have like a yeah, DO student even. A DO student, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have to go to the AMC website and send your um, MCAT score directly from the AMC website to mm, the DO That is school. true. Yeah. Just I just thought of that, and I was like, I don't know if I remember it later. But yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, Because so, um, I didn't know that um, when I applied. So, I like, my application was sitting there not verified. I was so confused why, because it had been, like, um, like a month. Mm-hmm. And so I called, and I was like, hey, my application's not verified. Because um, they don't really put it on the website, like, hey, you have to send your thing. And they were like, oh, because you have to send your MCAT score. Like, hmm it's only manually in there and I was like oh great oh so yeah I uh I intended on applying to DO schools but that money was not look I I I applied to my MD schools first because I was like the DO schools have a later I think they had a later a longer cycle so I was like let me just get these out of the way by the time I dug in my piggy bank for the DO schools, <laughs> it was just like dust. And I, I was like, look, I got two schools I'm applying to. Let me just chill. So, um, but yeah, so with the application cycle, here's why it's so important to be early. First of all, you want to be among the early ones if you don't, I mean, who feels completely confident about their MCAT score anyway? Yeah. So no, I think to me, the first time I applied versus the second time I applied, I got so many more interviews just because I applied early. Like, I mm-hmm. submitted my application June 1st, like, mm-hmm. and then the first, um, the first time I applied, I submitted my application in September. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think to me, that's, like... The, it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's the game changer is applying early. Yeah, my post program, they, I mean, they pushed apply early so much. She even had a submit date uh birth like party birthday party <laughs> she had, my, my our professor had a submit day party where she had like a cake and it had like a giant red like circle and said submit we all had cake punch and ice cream it was cute. So cute i was annoyed because i was stressed and i was also studying for the mcat but <laughs> I, it was very cute it was supportive obviously yeah. but um yeah like it's so big to submit like as soon as possible because the way they explained it to us they're like all the people who, you know, are taking their MCAT during the summer, you're beating them because they automatically have a month. All the people who got such a great MCAT score that they feel like they can wait and might even take it again, you're beating them. So if you can submit on June 1st, marvelous. Yes. Do it. But if you can, at the latest, I'd say, what would the latest you say? 
I think like end of July is yeah. like kind of close. Uh, I would say like beginning of July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think submitting, I really do think that's like the game changer. And what mm-hmm. really Cause I just, and you have to remember like what, if you're one of the first people getting your applications looked at these, I guess application looker, whatever you want to call them. Admissions, admissions committee. Yeah, that. <laughs> the application <laughs> lookers. I don't know. The admissions committee, they that they have fresh eyes. Like mm-hmm. they haven't read three thousand personal statements. They haven't looked at. 3, they have a 000. lot less yeah. to compare. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think they give you a more holistic view if you're applying early. Like, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, this is new. This is different. Like if you're applying in October, I'm sure they've seen. 10 other Sally's who volunteered at a homeless shelter. I don't know. They're sick of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. By October, they're like, dang, another one. Dang, another yeah, one. Yeah, and at that point, they have to start eliminating. You know what I mean? Like, at that point, they're like, okay, well, we can't accept everybody. Yeah. But in the beginning, they don't know how much, how many people, you know, that exactly. they're... Exactly. Yeah. So, sooner you submit, sooner you get verified, because the verification process is a joke. Um, it, it takes, like, what, a month? Well, if you apply later, yeah. it takes like a day. But if you apply well, like early, it takes oh. longer. Oh, see now I had people who in our post postgrad program submitted the first day and got verified within I think as early as a week. Oh, really? See, yeah. I submitted the first. Uh, mine wasn't verified for like it might have been my transcripts too, because you know they have mm-hmm. to wait for a trans. Mine wasn't verified for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then the first time I applied, like I submitted in September, mine was verified like the next week. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just low volume. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it probably just depends on the volume Mm -hmm. of applicants. Yeah, mine took a smooth month. And the things that are required for verification are your transcripts, your um, grades, your experiences. Like, all the experiences you Uh, want to put in there. Yeah, because once you submit, you can't edit your experience. You can add experiences, right? But you can't edit. Oh, I I don't know. If you don't have the 15. Okay. You can add. Okay. Um, and definitely your personal statement. And then I don't think you need your MCAT score to be verified either. No, you don't. Yeah. So these are just the things that you have to have. Um, Do you have to be signed up for an MCAT? Or no? I don't know that. I'm not sure. But you don't need your MCAT score. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, definitely you want to verify. And so the way we were told... And then once you're verified and you add more schools, it doesn't really take much time because you're already verified. Yeah, it so. takes like two seconds. You search the school and mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. So next we're going to hit on personal statements. Woo. So, oh wait, experiences. Experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 15 experiences. We'll say which yours were. You say yours because I got to pull mine up. Deal. She's okay. ready, guys. No, we're all just tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... I don't know, but that was a really weird noise in my apartment. I've been hearing some weird noises in my apartment lately. And I, I live by myself, y'all, and I just be so paranoid sometimes. So, But it's okay. I'll be calling my mama, and she gets annoyed. So, um, Dang, this looks so weird on this. <laughs> so I have my experiences pulled up, guys. I had 13 experiences. Um, and so it's kind of, it's kind of complicated. You have an opportunity so you put in an experience type you have to classify each experience so and we'll send out if you if you're interested or need like 
um, a template. I was fortunate and we had a class that was basically geared towards setting up our application. So every week it was an assignment to submit an experience basically. And so oh, it was set idea. up. Yeah, it was. Oh, you guys should just do that for yourselves too. Like absolutely. once a week do a experience. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Oh, it was. Yeah. Because when it came time to like do our application, all I had to do was copy and paste yeah. and our teacher reviewed it. So if you have a teacher um, or someone you trust who can like read and edit and reword things definitely just send it to them if you have like five people and you ask them you know over the span that's only like what three times that you ask them to read something you know yeah. so you know use your resources wisely or if you have a writing center at your school I know we did um I used them like crazy you know yeah, when I, I was them for my personal statement absolutely um and you might get lucky there might be somebody who is in medicine you know reviewing your paper so or the English department shoot use an English teacher so options um but yes yeah, so there's a kind of a weird layout you have your experience type where you classify the experience then you have the experience name where you name basically what you did in that experience now this is where things get complicated because they also want a contact name and title and a contact email and then they want a contact phone number yeah. if these are experiences you did back in 2013 Make sure this information is up to date. Yes, that's true. And one thing to go back to that, that I got really good advice early on in undergrad is every time you volunteer shadow, do anything you think you'd want to put on your um, med school application, just have like a Word document. And as soon as you finish that app, like that volunteer thing, whatever, that day, the next week, to put the start date, put the end date, um, put like write like a little thing about it just because four years down the road when you're doing this, you're not going to remember everything. Yeah. So like write. And like, how many hours it was. Yeah, and how you... many hours and like what you valued and like write the contact information and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Just so like when you're doing your application, you're not like going back to the website to try and dig up random numbers. Oh, yeah. I was definitely on LinkedIn, <laughs> definitely on Facebook, right? uh, digging yeah. through, emailing people, talking about, hey, girl, I hope you still go to this school because <laughs> if not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so you have that, and then you also have the organization name, um, where the organization was, and then the experience description. So they also want to know, um, is it a most meaningful experience, which we'll detail um, in another episode probably, but... These, you get three most meaningful experiences. And these are, like, basically experiences that you found that were most meaningful. Yeah. So. Um, and then you have the date and the total hours of the experience. So, this is all one experience. And each experience you get 750, 750 characters, Characters, I think. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then for your most meaningful, on top of the 700, I think you get 1,300 extra characters. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... But my experience is real quick, um, if y'all want to dig into my life. I have my medical technician job. Um, I have <laughs> I have my bullet journaling, which I call dynamic journaling because somebody suggested maybe not put bullet. Um, <laughs> I have my uh, position as a journal club co-president. Um, some community service. I had a lot of community service. So I had volunteering with uh, the KC Care Clinic, Black Healthcare Coalition, and my campus ambassador. I had shadowing. Um, I had my radio experience where I was on radio and undergrad. I did um, my volunteering at the hospital, uh, my time as a CA or a residential assistant, um, my service time when I was a server. I served for three years in undergrad, so that was plenty. And oddly enough, one of 
two of my interviews, they talked about it. Like, they were like, oh, so you were a server. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was a lot less stressful. <laughs> um, and then I have my EMT course. I have my volunteering with um, Alpha Phi Omega, the volunteer fraternity where I met Blo. Um, well, I met you I was like, in KU, okay. but um, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. once we did APO together, that's when my volunteering just fell. Cause it was like, <laughs> Flo would go, she'd sign me in and then I'd go and I'd sign her. <laughs> but yeah, great. so yeah. those were my experiences. And then my most meaningfuls were, um, the EMT experience, uh, shadowing the orthopedic surgeon who was so, so special to me and, um, my medical technician job. Yeah. Oh no, volunteering at KC Care Clinic was oh, nice. my third. Okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, great. I guess I'll do mine. Did you do your shadowing as different experiences or do you do them as one? Um so to be honest, I only shadowed one doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I cuz one thing that my mentor told me that was a really good, I just instead of making like all your shadowing different experiences experiences I just made them all one Mm -hmm. and then in my I made that like in one of my meaningful so I could like expand oh that's good that's really good so it's something you guys could do Mm -hmm. um mine I had diabetes research I did I had I was um a leader for my post I was like the class leader in my post-baccalaureate program um what else I did Oh, HS Maka volunteer program. That was part of, like, my post-bac volunteer service. Um, I went to a conference. I added that. What else did I have? I did the PAP program. You didn't add PAP to yours? Um, I don't think so. I think I talked about that in my secondary oh, KU. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was our... Because I was also applying to Mizzou, and I want them to be petty. Oh. But they were petty anyway, <laughs> so thank you, Mizzou. <laughs> I did that. I had I was an undergraduate learning assistant. Um, what else? Oh, I did the um, Alpha Phi Alpha Miss Black and Gold scholarship pageant. Woo woo! And then she convinced me to do it, and I, I played did. myself. No, you did not. I lost, Flo. I Girl, lost. You still did great. Girl. I had a good time though. It was fun. See, <laughs> and um, I met a maca and a bunch yeah, of other beautiful see, ladies. It was great. <laughs> um, I had my job there. I was associate at White House Black Market. I was a volunteer at St. Joseph Hospital. Um, I had my shadowing. Sorry, guys. Um, APO. You know, shout out. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I did UMKC Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, Pre-Med Society. Oh, and then Track and Cross Country. And that was one of my, one of my meaningful experiences, That's too. Good. And then I did um, my shadowing at um, Family Health Care Clinic. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. And if you notice, we had, like, a wide range of things. Yeah. Wide. I put I put bullet journaling on there, guys. That's <gasps> nothing but drawing. Like, <laughs> it's literally me putting a planner in a sketchbook. So, you can do anything. Like, uh, you put um, working at White House Black Market. Yeah. You put a student athlete, you know. And you, these are things that you might not think are experiences, but th- this is the same stuff that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. These experiences shape the kind of way that you'll view society, the way you'll treat patients, the way you'll handle, you know, athletes, the way you'll handle um, being a server. I didn't realize it had a lot of like underlying like um, 
just ways to treat people, you know, and humanity and, and literally, oh my goodness, the way I milked service in that. Right. And so that was really good for schools who focus on service. You know, we didn't have research and yeah. I'm really shocked because I actually got um, interviews at schools that I considered heavily relied on research. So it's just like, if you show that you're a dynamic person, if you show that you have more angles to you besides one, that's all they really want to know. They want to know that you didn't sit in your dorm studying all four years of undergrad. No, exactly. And like at the end of the day, like we, the field we're in, we're going to be leaders. Like they want people who are going to bring new experiences, a new dynamic and do new things that leaders would do. Mm -hmm. So they're, they don't want someone who studied, all throughout undergrad and didn't <laughs> no but I really I knew someone who they got like a 517 on the MCAT Yikes. literally had nothing on their application experiences or anything and had to apply three times because they didn't do anything in undergrad oh man so life is hard yeah how like how do you get a 4.0 yeah I mean that's what you did MCAT? though yeah and it's hard because it's like you think you know you're putting in this time this money you're investing in your future so why take on anything that could jeopardize that but you have to understand med school is multitasking being a doctor is multitasking being a resident is multitasking it's not going to be cookie cutter you have one patient you help them that you solve their problem and then you move on to the next there's going to be cases where you're literally juggling like back-to-back things and it's not even to say that's going to be you know once you're a doctor medical school is one giant juggle you know even studying for the MCAT and studying for your finals that's a juggle so you have to know how to multitask you have to know how to plan and prioritize your day and they want to know that you're able to do that in an efficient way where you can still cultivate these experiences so yeah man geez oh this whole process is exhausting (laughs) just like even talking about it I'm like how did I do this (laughs) and I guess whenever you're writing your experiences I kind of try to do like a format so I would like kind of explain like my duties and then Mm -hmm. I would try and like flip it and be like this is what made me an amazing person oh girl like at the end of every experience say how it's going to make you a great physician yes that is it I don't care if you're saying different like sentence oh yeah but I mean literally if you were tasting toothpaste on a weekend tell them and this is how it will make me the best absolute best physician (laughs) I can be (laughs) if you were like in somebody's research study for like toothpaste like Either yeah. way, just do it in a way that, and you want to say words like transitional. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to say words like um, cultivating this experience, how it was, um, what, it, oh, I never like use this word. Or, Nurturing. Yeah. Yes. Um, just synonyms all the time. Just so many synonyms. And you want to use synonyms that you would actually use. Don't use an egregious word that you've never <laughs> heard of in your life. Um, but at the end of every experience, that is a good point, girl. Yeah, because, no, because you literally could be like, I don't know. I was trying all socks at five below. Yeah, exactly. For homeless people. (laughs) Or it's like the work experience. I was an associate at White House Black Market. Like, I was like, oh, through this experience, like, I learned time management skills Mm -hmm. with school. Mm -hmm. I learned customer service. Like, I learned how to work with a group of people, like, Mm -hmm. in a different way that I'm not used to outside the classroom. So I can bring all this to my medical school class. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And like you, that's a good point, too. Not necessarily how it'll make you a great physician, but think short and long term. So Mm -hmm. how will this make you a great medical student? How will this make you an efficient resident? How will this make you an exceptional doctor? So. 
That is a really good point. But yeah. at the end of every experience, because what are you talking about if you don't tell them why that's useful? Exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. if you just say, yes, I braided children's hair in Jamaica <laughs> for a summer. Okay, girl, cool. But how did this make you a good, you know what I mean? Like working with different groups and things like that. Oh, what a good point, girl. Shout out to you, okay. Mary. That is a good point. Um, I was going to say another thing too, and like make sure your meaningful experiences are actually meaningful. Like oh. don't just put something just because you didn't know. Like one, like I put track and field. I was hated being a student athlete, but I definitely like from that, I feel like that was a great learning experience for me. Like I got to learn time management skills. Like I got to experience something that most people don't experience in their undergraduate career. So expand on it and make Mm -hmm. sure it's unique. They read so many meaningful experiences. Yeah. Just make it. For certain. Yeah. And I would say most meaningful is a moment for you to use experiences that you don't talk about in your personal statement. So if you you brought it up in your personal statement, do not make it a most meaningful. Um, And that's not saying that the experience wasn't, you know, meaningful, but... If you have extra characters to talk about this experience, why not why not use it to let them know another aspect of you that they don't already know about? Exactly. So, um, yeah, and I feel like honestly at this point, every week we should just do a, you know, a post just telling people, hey, do your experience. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. if you want to send it to us, not even playing. Send it to me yeah, on a we'll good Friday. <laughs> yeah, we'll read it, we'll give you some feedback. Um, and definitely, yeah, like yeah, and I'm not in school right now, so please. <laughs> um, but absolutely. Oh, by the way, guys, I will for sure be in somebody's medical school um, in the fall. So. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, maybe with Flo, but we'll see. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, experiences, they suck a lot. I was so mad every yeah. week. I was like, what? This is so stupid. Right? But if you get ahead of it, like, start that Excel. Like, for listeners who are just freshmen, start, like, a Word document oh, right now. Right now. With all the stuff that we just said has to be part of the experiences. And at the end of the, the time, if when you're applying to med school, if you have, like, 50, you can pick 15, you know? Just, oh, yeah, but options. start early, yeah. You'd much rather have more than be scraping the bottom and have to write about <laughs> doodling in your journal. <laughs> like me (laughs) but um next up we're gonna talk about personal statements oh gosh this one gave me agony do you want to start do you want me to so um (laughs) i was stressed i was so stressed for my personal statement i didn't like any copy i had six copies of my personal statement wow um the first one i typed in november because it was due for an assignment and it was trash and i knew it was trash i looked at it it looked at me and i was like this is trash um but uh come you know february i typed another one march uh studying for the mcat i was like okay let me you know think seriously about this typed another one um i remember one night it was like two three in the morning couldn't go to sleep. I was stressing. And it stressing. just came to you? Girl, popped up out hap- of bed. That's what happened oh, to me, too. Oh, this is not what happened to me, because oh, okay. it definitely didn't just go. <laughs> but I typed another one. Um, and that one, it, it kind of progressed, you know. It just seemed like every time someone read it, they hated it, right? They, they were just like, this ain't it. This is Did I read it? Yeah, I and think. bless your heart, you were like, even we you, we you were did. like, we stayed. I remember staying up on the phone with you, and we changed some things. Yeah, because I was like in the middle of tears. But I remember that. <laughs> but the thing is, I didn't finish my personal statement until like June. 
like mid-June. And that's what helped up my application. I did a program. Here's what really saved me. That uh, the ABC, the boot camp, application boot camp oh, program okay. at Loyola, I did that. Oh, okay. They ripped my personal statement to shreds. They was like, not this, not this, take this out. And I needed that. You know what I mean? You want somebody who doesn't know you that it's going to tell that's you true. up front what you need. And uh, they were just like, not this, you know, so that was really helpful. So by the time I got out of that, I was just like, eh, it's cool. Yeah, but I don't feel it. And so um, another day, another copy, you know, I did another one. You read it and even you was like, this ain't it. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all, if you don't know Flo, no is like something she never says. So So for her to be like, nah. It was it was a hard no. So uh, I remember calling the guy I thought I liked at the time, and I was that was you thought, no, we're we're that doing better. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I yeah I just went on and on. And I was just like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I'm stressed, and I was it was a Friday night. I was gonna go out, and I was like forget all of that. Like I need this done, you know. So I literally just barricaded myself in this 24 uh, hour study area and just like spit out everything I could think of and even then people hated it and so finally (laughs) finally a new copy came to me I did it um I sent it to Flo she loved it I sent it to like three other people they loved it and it was three people that I knew I could trust at that point did you hear say it again (laughs) (laughs) three of my besties (laughs) and uh yeah I I submitted it I didn't wait for my professors to okay it didn't wait for my uh you know I remember that because I was like oh you were like I sent it I was like what (laughs) it was a Sunday night I was like I can't sit on this application no more um and people really liked it people really liked it I can say honestly I was proud of it and you if anything I learned if you don't stand behind your personal statement if it doesn't if you can't you know really get invested in your personal statement in an emotional way you don't mean it you don't. And and it should be something that you're proud of that you look back out on and say, wow, this is actually how I feel. Do you have to kind of stretch some things? Don't tell nobody if you do, okay? <laughs> we all been there where you got to kind of exaggerate. But if you do, stick to that exaggeration. Don't forget the role that you put yourself in. Yes. And and make, make sure it is an honest depiction of you, who you are. That's because you true. don't want to lie in your personal statement and get caught. That's very true. Because <laughs> then you played yourself. That is very true. But, um, yeah, That's so... Good. Yours. You want to give, like, them... What like a layout? Kind of, yeah, what it was kind of... Oh, yeah, I mean... Like, yeah, what... If I could, I mean, if you're interested, I'll, I'll definitely send you a personal statement. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. I'd send it to probably a thousand eyeballs <laughs> by now. So, um, but general layout, um, I talked about... Let me see. So I had different um, experiences. I started with my EMT experience, and I started pretty dramatically. Um, some people start with a quote. Some people yeah. start with uh, uh, like a flashback or a thought yeah, or things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just depends. You'll realize you want to read other people's personal statements, guys. You can find these all over the internet. Find them everywhere examples of a personal statement medical school that's all you have to google read them see the layout see what they talked about see how they talked about their experiences because if you're not a writer this is going to be very weird Mm -hmm. period it's going to be really awkward and it's not just a conglomeration of experiences this is you're basically telling people how you know you want to be a doctor that that should be the underlying question how do you know you want to be a doctor and what 
did you go through yeah. that confirmed, you know, your passion for medicine? And I heard a lot of people say at the end of the, if someone reads your personal statement and they can't say Ooh. they want to be a doctor because of this, mm-hmm. then it's not a good medical right. school. Right. And statement. I asked my mom that. So, like, my mom's a teacher. She's not in, like, health or anything at all. So, it was a good thing for me to have her read it. First of all, she's always rooting for me. So, I was like, <laughs> okay, she's going to try. So, she read it and I was like, okay, do you know why I want to be a doctor? And she's like, yeah, because X, Y, and Z, which is what I said but it's not implied, you know what I mean? Or she's like, yeah, because this, but she'd read a sentence and I'm like, but that's not, I mean, there's more. She's like, because you did this, because you did this, but you want them to take away the person that you are, the person who you've become that's made you, you know, confident that you'll be a doctor. You know what I mean? So, but summing up what I wrote about, sorry. Um, (laughs) I have the EMT experience and then I talked about, um, let me see another oh shadowing um the physician um and like how shadowing really helped me kind of put in perspective the duties of a doctor um then I talked about my setback um and having to do a post-baccalaureate and if you've had a setback I would highly encourage you to put that in your personal statement Mm -hmm. because that is also a part of your journey and so don't discount you know any failures you might have experienced anything that sets you um behind if if you even consider yourself behind um put that in your personal statement because it's it's an experience that made you who you are and you're not going to put your setbacks in your experiences so um, I talked about my post-baccalaureate program and then I closed it with, um, you know, just some buzzwords and honestly how these experience experiences enriched my passion for, for medicine. So that's great. Thanks friend. <laughs> you want to talk about yours? You yeah. just want to put all my business. Out. No, I'll talk about mine. I'll so I really struggled with my personal statement because I wrote one at first and I sent it to my dad. I sent him like all my stuff. Right. And he was like, this is trash. And I was like, because my, my dad's really honest. So I was like, okay, it's great. So I was like, okay. I really struggled with it because I was, I I feel like an undergrad, I did so many random things. And I just feel like I've had so many random experiences. Like, I just feel like I wasn't passionate about just one. So I one night I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, we need to get this done. Like, you need to be serious because it's not going to write itself. So <laughs> real life. Right? So I just started making like a list of things that I was really passionate about. Like one thing like that I talked about in my personal statement, like I'm really passionate about being like an older sister. So I was like, okay, how do I tie this in? Aww. I know, right? So, <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then I just realized all the stuff I was writing about that I was really passionate about was like basically it was kind of like a story of like my life. So I was like, okay, I'll just write I was like, I'll just write like a whole thing about my life story. So I started with like how I was born, like how it was when my family moved here. And then it just kind of like flows. So I was like, okay, this is great. So I really tied in. I try to focus on like my quality traits and like the qualities I feel like a good doctor would bring with Mm -hmm. my personal background. Mm -hmm. So one of them, like I talked about how like being an older sister, like I was forced to like grow up like earlier than most people. So I feel like the qualities and stuff, like, it makes me a good leader. Right. So I added that in there. I'm trying to think what else I talked about in mine. That. 
oh, I talked about an experience like going back to Africa and shadowing there. Mm-hmm. So that was in there. I just kind of, mine was just kind of like a story. And I talked about all the different places I've lived and like mm-hmm. how they've all shaped me to become like the person I want to be and mm-hmm. like the population I want to serve. So that That's was kind of like my conclusion paragraph. But I definitely struggled with my personal oh, statement. Um, I think everybody hates theirs for a while. <laughs> like even sometimes I read it now and I'm like, oh. I love yours. I spell that wrong. I oh, read it. I but, spelled that wrong. Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm like, damn. The spelling errors. If you, y'all, let me tell you something. It won't be perfect, but daggone it. Mm-hmm. It better be close. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, you don't want, I didn't even look at mine for like two months after I I know. It. It's like the worst feeling, especially when you're like, oh, I should have put a comma there. Right. Oh. It'd be the little things. Yeah. But um, I definitely like what you said about qualities. When you guys are shadowing pick up on qualities my friend she's in her um application process she's starting the application process this year and she said honestly like she's working as a medical technician with me and she just writes down qualities that she notices yeah in the physician that in my one of my interviews really one of the qualities that you saw in a physician that you really liked and that's really important because it's Mm -hmm. like if you don't see this in other people how will you display it yourself Ooh. Mm. that's a mood that's a word yeah mm. so um it's important though so think about those qualities and honestly I had to google like what qualities do you want in a position because yeah. it's kind of hard from our perspective you want somebody who's straight-faced and easy at making decisions but you also might you want somebody who's compassionate you know mm-hmm. who's thinking long term as well as short term Think, things yeah. like that so um, you kind of have to really expand what you expect from a physician and what you would be expected of as a physician. So, yeah. oh gosh, I know. I can't believe we did all this. Like, I just look at this application. Oh, and I'm like, this girl, is amazing. So, um, but hey, we're we're over that hill. I know. <laughs> and there's a bigger hill that. We're- <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> On the bright side, you will hear more of us uh, as medical students. Yay. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then email us, guys. I can send you the a document of all this stuff, or I can honestly just send you that whole folder of all the stuff I sent. Oh, my for recommendations. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys want that, um, we can email that to you. Yeah, if you want a copy of our, um, I would not mind sending. I'm just totally transparent. I would not <laughs> mind sending um, my um, application, a copy of my verified application to you guys, so you get a just an example. Um, and I'll just blot out, you know, my... Yeah, I was like, doesn't have your social security Yeah, I'll blank out my social and all that. I mean... I was like, she's really friendly, I'm guys. not giving out my credit or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I can't get my address and my phone number. But yeah, I'll definitely blank out all the important things and just send you a copy. Um, because, yeah, we out here to help you guys do well. Um, and then also, yes, I really... I want to do experiences. Honestly, I'll probably do like a poll or something. Um, or a question, you know, what is one of your experience titles? period and that'll give people ideas you know that'll give you opportunities to see what other people are putting as their experiences because it's a lot of it's hard when you have nothing to go off of you know you've never typed an experience exactly you know you've never um done a personal statement and things like that so um all of that and so from all this um prepare early guys because we want you to do well and at this point if you're listening to us you have no reason to procrastinate like we are today. <laughs> we had a long weekend, guys. Oh god. But it was fun. If you've ever been to, if you've never been to Denver, Colorado, it's a beautiful city. And Boulder. Oh yeah, Boulder. What's was cute. that what's that cookie place? Bro, Boulder Bakery. They're not gonna listen to this, but we're <laughs> shouting them out because I oh my definitely god. had 
for we got to some point we had so many cookies <laughs> i was like what did i say i was like we should have just bought 20 cookies no but it was so bad because we didn't even know you could buy them in bulk like that like you were the only one who knew and jackie and i are looking at you like we could do that we got up like six times to order one cookie at a time they made the cookies fresh baked y'all like you like, order it and they like mix up the dough oh, and they make it right there they make oh. it fresh baked it's so good it's way better than insomnia yeah i said it <laughs> yeah i said it so, anyway, uh, Colorado, you treated us well. And we saw Anthony Davis. And we saw Jalil Okafor. I got a picture of Jalil Okafor. Y'all, she didn't hey. know his name, so. Hey, I Googled Saturday. it. Okay. <laughs> I Googled it. Okay. It's fine. You know, I'm moving past my basketball um, young man phase. Us, so. No, he won't. But, um, yeah, when we're a doctor, maybe uh, I'll operate on him. And I'll bend over before he falls asleep. And I'll be like... I saw you in the combo tab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creepy as hell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, on, on that, that note, <laughs> have a great week, guys. All right. Sorry we're uploading late. We appreciate you. And have a good night.